0: Hello, hello everyone. This is Rachel from Soulful of Sunshine podcast. Um, I'm finally back. Sorry, I had to take a little little break from everything. Um, The holidays were chaotic, to say the least. Um, We'll get it. Yeah, I won't get into my personal shit, but it was. It's just been a really rough couple of weeks. But things are finally calming down and going back to normal now, for the most part, or at least that's what I'm telling myself, anyway. Just so I don't go fucking crazy, but, um, just for anyone that is new, that hasn't, you know, listened in or know who I am, what I'm about. Um, uh, my name's Rachel. I am a mom of I gave birth to three boys and I have a foster son right now. Um, I am a tarot and Oracle card reader, um, psychic medium, intuitive healer, um, I, hmm, I'm very spiritual and I am doing this podcast and YouTube videos and everything else in hopes to help others that are going through the spiritual awakening process that like need guidance or just need like a helpful listening ear. Even, um, it can be a real bitch. Um, today's episode in particular is, about, well, basically your shadow self and your ego and what it means to be going through the dark night of the soul, as well as experiencing an ego death. Um, Before I get into everything, um, obviously I'm going to apologize because I go down the rabbit hole and get sidetracked really easily. Um, I'm going to be going off my notes that I've kind of jotted down, I mean like old ones, new ones you know, all the above. But yeah. So basically the ego is the part of the mind that, um, hmm, what, how do I want to say this? It like, it like mediates between your conscious and your unconscious sides of your brain. It's responsible for, um, the, let's see, like this, the okay, it's responsible for like your sense of identity, your self esteem, your self worth, your everything that like goes about you and your personality, basically, kind of sort of. And your shadow self is hmm, it's like a, it's, it means that you okay, your shadow self is like all of your flaws, all of the things that you don't like about yourself, all of your personality traits that are maybe, you know, not as good as you wish they would be. <clears throat> um, the dark night of the soul is when, okay, I feel like I need to back up a little bit here. Cause this is like kind of hard to explain. Um, Okay, so your shadow is like an aspect of yourself that you hide so that you can integrate and find acceptance, right, wrong, or otherwise. And then your ego is your, you know, identity. And it's like what you do to survive and get through, which has, has made your personality the way that it is. Um, okay, so in order for... to have the dark night of the soul aka your ego death that's just my opinion i mean don't don't freaking google check me or i mean you can if you want but in my opinion i think they are like they coincide with each other they're damn near the same thing when you everybody in order to level up to spiritually awaken to receive the benefits and the gifts that the universe has to offer you And that's, like, each and every one of you. I mean, it doesn't matter. Everybody has an ego. Everybody has a shadow self. And in order to live a, like, a hopefully soulfully, genuine, content life, like, deep down in your soul, you have to go through the dark night of the soul so that you can experience ego death, so that you can live, you know, in a higher vibration, a higher state of consciousness. Um, you can, you know, uh, strengthen, well, I mean, really like introduce your, you and your higher self together so that you can connect and that you can, um, tap into like a greater sense of the meaning of our lives, basically. And hopefully that makes sense. I mean, I, I don't know. It's been a minute and I'm tired, but we're gonna do it because I need feel like I don't know I feel like multiple people need to hear these messages for sure um if you feel like you are um like dealing with your shadow self more here lately that like you feel like you've been triggered um like just like things have not been going your way um usually the shadow self well, all of the above, the shadow self, the dark night of the soul, and your ego death, they all basically, like, they coincide with each other, but um, in order to even, I don't know how to explain this. Okay, in order to be ready to experience your dark night of the soul, you have to have put the work into your shadow self. You have to bring all of those personality flaws bring all those darknesses all those like demons that are like high deep down within you you have to um you have to just shed them you have to put them in the light and you have to blast your light on it because you know it always is the darkest before the light and like for me personally I think that the whole end of my relationship and the, you know, getting clean and sober from the pain medication and like, I mean, that was my, my rock bottom. I think that was my, um, that was the beginning of my dark night of the soul is what I think. Or maybe I was experiencing the dark night of the soul prior to that, but that was like the boom, like the aha, um, I don't think it was completely in my ego death because I think that happened after I had moved away from my ex. But, okay, let's see here. Um, sh- 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 okay, so the dark night of the soul symptoms are spiritual depression, feeling hopeless, feeling isolated, uh questioning everything in your life, searching for a sense of purpose, um, searching for meaning, searching for belonging. Um, It can all – I mean, it can honestly get as bad as, you know, feeling just like you don't belong here. I mean, I experienced it. I talked about it in one of the other podcast episodes that I've done. Like, I'm not a suicidal person, but I did there for a minute at the end of my addiction. I mean, I had – tricked myself into thinking that everybody didn't love me and like my family didn't love me and you know I yeah I already said that in the other episode but um apparently I was looking up some research and it says that there's like seven um like the seven main signs so I mean I know I listed the previous symptoms but um the seven quote quote you know google terms Is that, you know, one, feeling lost. Two, feeling like you're a burden to others. Three, feeling disconnected from who you are on a soul level. Um, Four, everything seems pointless and meaningless. Um, Five, feel like no one understands you anymore. Six, feel like your life is empty and just like a shallow, hollow shell of what used to be. And seven, um, I think I skipped one. Feel like nobody understands you. Feel like your life is empty. And then seven things that used to bring you happiness and joy don't do that anymore. You basically lose interest in everything that you once loved. You know, I personally experienced every single one of those things. Like, yeah, at the end of my addiction, um. And when I first moved in, like I said, away from my kid's dad, like I felt, but I thought at the time, like an idiot, I thought that those were all symptoms of just going through the heartbreak and the heartache and breakup and moving forward and, you know, being terrified of starting over again by myself and like, you know, feeling just feeling so sad and like lonely and just fucking broken, honestly. I don't know how else to, to describe it, but looking back now though, I mean, I feel kind of silly for not like putting two and two together sooner, but I mean, that's life. So, okay. So the dark night of the soul could really easily be confused for just depression. Um, however, depression is that When you're depressed, like your senses and your ability to feel, to care, to want, to desire, to have the ability to cope and like talk yourself out of it, those senses are disabled when you're depressed. Like you are physically, emotionally, mentally, psychologically incapable of doing that. Whereas with A Dark night of the Soul, you are fully intact with all of the senses, all of the pain, all of the trauma you're experiencing, all of the sadness and like overwhelming grief and anger and confusion and frustration and like confusion. Like you feel every single freaking last bit of it. And I mean, really it's it's like you're at the T in the road and you are forced to confront your shadow self because your shadow self is your ego. So you have to, once again, like expose them, confront them, acknowledge them, release them, and keep moving forward and just have faith and trust in, you know, God and that, that your higher self and that the universe is going to have your back because what else do you have to lose? I mean, you can keep living your life the way that you have been, But I'm gonna guess it's probably not gonna get you very far. And it's just gonna waste more time that you don't have. I mean, every day on this earth is like a beautiful day. And it's always an opportunity. And, you know, you constantly have reminders all over you all day, every day of how wonderful life is and how, you know, like, you know, what what keeps popping in my head, is like, you know, like motherhood, like, Yeah, it sucks sometimes. Yeah, it's stressful. Yeah, I'm tired. Yes, I get, you know, short-tempered or frustrated or just exhausted. But, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And there's still good. There's still good in everything. So, basically, to experience your ego death and have your shadow work done to experience the darkness of the soul, it is to basically um to teach you it's like a teacher it is basically a huge teacher the dark night of the soul like we all have a choice in how we respond to suffering you either become bitter and resentful or you become wiser and more compassionate the choice is yours and i mean there it's <sighs> It sounds, like, so easy, like, saying it out loud, you know, but, like, when I was stuck in there, like, I don't think I would have been able to take, you know, the advice that I'm saying, like, you know, very good. I don't know. It's a lot easier said than done, but it's just so important to feel the feels, digest them, take them for what they are because – perspective once again i know i said that another episode too like perspective is everything and if you can somehow like oh sorry excuse me um if you can somehow like make and force this dark night of the soul and your shadow self and your ego if you can force them to not even force them force yourself to overcome that and to take that like take that five seconds of like perspective take a step back and like, acknowledge the situation for what it is and like take the high road and then do that more often and more frequently and you'd be surprised at like how much easier like and like quickly it gets from you know from the first time that you put your foot down or you stick up for yourself or you just let something go it's just like a ripple effect you know um um um, um, um. So the dark night of the soul, it can last for days, months, or years, it says. In my opinion, again, I think that uh, I'd say, like, months is about average. Like, some a year, maybe more, but I think that if it's longer than a year, that you you know, you probably have more traumas and more life issues that are affecting you that could be assisting in all the symptoms and all of the prolonging of the ego death. Um, sh- 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 sh. Let's see. <sighs> okay, so once you finally have your dark night of the soul and you, you know, wake up and I mean, like for me personally, like, I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. I woke up and like it just after the motorcycle ride and the epiphany, like that next morning, I remember waking up and I, I seriously thought I was crazy. I thought I was like insane. Like I was so scared and so just freaked the fuck out. That, like, I was feeling all these like magical fucking feelings and like, like euphoria and empathy and compassion and like drive and like hunger to just do good and see good and be kind and be gentle with earth and the people in it and like, you know, just being sincere and being authentic. Like, I just had this like fire lit that was like deep down in me that i never even knew I had. And with that, you know, came, um, like a ripple effect once again of like the spiritual gifts, like being like kind of like thrown at me, you know, whether I was ready or not, like, you know, the, I would have the, the awakening symptoms or ascension symptoms, every full moon, I would get the fever, I would feel like shit. For a couple of days, um, I would get a headache and, you know, that was like the, kind of like the crappier aspect of it. But I also would start, you know, like just now when I said that, like I looked at the clock or the, the timer, it says like it was 17, 17, which was weird, but I just got all thrown off track. Oh, it goes right there. Like numerology and, um, getting signs and symbols and synchronicities, like, you notice those things. They catch your eye. They catch you know, they just like stop you down your tracks sometimes, and that it's a beautiful freaking thing. I'm telling you, if you are struggling and going through it right now, stick with it, be strong and do this for yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. They shouldn't have to. It's your journey. Um I think that and I don't know, in order, in my opinion, again, to, in order to speed this process along, in order to get to the other side, to the green meadows, to the happiness, to the, you know, wise wisdom connection that you have with the universe. Um, I think that I mean, I don't want to say fake it till you make it, but kind of, sort of, that's what you kind of got to do. And you just have to put all your freaking marbles in that one jar and just trust that the universe is going to have your back and that, that you're really not going crazy and that you're really not, you know, just losing your fucking mind or you're not so depressed that you're just engulfed with sadness and pain and like grief and just depression. You just have to take that leap and like doing that, or how to do that, or how to make that process more easier. I think that I see, I hate the word meditate. Because I feel like me personally, again, I don't, I mean, I do I meditate. But it's different now than what my meditation used to be. Because I was, you know, I'm the stubborn and, the, you know, take the hard, long road there, and I have to hit every bump in the road, and I have to just, like, uh, I just have to be a rebel, I guess, with all that stuff when it comes to, like, learning lessons, and so on, so on, but if you can take, like, I mean, five minutes. If you can take five minutes out of your day to, like, really, really, really try, and not even try, but you Tell yourself you are going to do it. It's not even a whether you can or you can't, or you try or you don't try. You will do it. You just sit. I mean, I like to do it. Well, by the odd chance I am by myself in the car, but when I'm alone in the car, that's probably one of my favorite times to turn the music down. I have like nothing playing. And I just think and I let my imagination kind of run wild and I'll think about, you know, whatever whatever pops into my head but you just like if the negative thoughts start popping in or if the x that you're missing or if the stress from your everyday life or if you're if you have lost somebody oh that's i forgot to add that's also like a huge trigger for the dark night of the soul like you know breakups or um, the death of loved ones, or a recent drastic change in a job or a lifestyle or a home, you know, all that stuff. It all has a huge, excuse me, huge trigger for that. But let me get back to that. Okay, so meditating and taking time for yourself. You, it's so freaking simple. Like, it, I feel like in the beginning, like I'm myself included, you know, I, I like psyched myself out or I just like freaked myself out. And like, I put so many like rules and like, I had to do this and I had to do that. And like, I was like tiptoeing around everything, but it's simple. I mean, you literally love yourself you love yourself. If you have the children, you love them. Okay. Well, you should love yourself just as much on so many levels. That is useful in my opinion. Um, even loving the parts that you don't love or that you don't see lovable because whether you know it now or not, or if you find out down the road or if you never find out this lifetime, but those negative aspects or you know, not so great personal traits, like you signed up for them in your soul blueprint before you reincarnated this time on earth. So, you know, I can't remember if I've talked about it before, but it's like, so in this lifetime, if you have struggled with poverty or finances, odds are last in your last life, you were the opposite. You were very wealthy. You were very abundant. You may have even been like, you know, egotistical or arrogant, cocky, and then you would be the complete opposite this life. And we, we reincarnate over and over and over again with our soul group. So it's basically, I mean, it could be your your like immediate family, like members of it, maybe a couple members of it, maybe not everybody in it, you'll know, you know, today, like if you can take the time, if you can take that five minutes to just focus on yourself and think about what makes you happy, what you like to do, what you want to do, if you can take that five minutes to focus on yourself, then you can also take that time to, uh, I just lost my train of thought. Darn it. Um, shit. Uh oh yeah well yeah basically yeah to love yourself and to like be more aware be more open be more present that's like another huge freaking thing um it's easier said than done I know but like taking the time like I've always myself personally again I I mean I've always liked plants and everything but I. Like when I was in my addiction, like actively, I was like little Susie freaking homemaker. I did fucking everything like clean the house, cook the food, did the dishes, did the laundry, took care of the kids, did all the housework, yada yada yada. And then I did my little crafting stuff. Like I would make wreaths and I would make like decoration, <laughs> decorations and decor. Um. And then when I moved out, like, I have all my crafting stuff. And I remember looking at it like, this isn't interesting. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Not like I don't want to do it, but I just don't have any desire to be like, oh, you know, like I used to. like. But I did notice that I was really drawn into, like, landscaping and gardening and, like, making your house, you know, outside look cute and, you know, get your hostas and your flowers and your perennials and annuals and so on and so forth. And I decided to just roll with it. So now I have like a freaking jungle in my house, but I love it. And being open to to trying new things and to, you know, get new hobbies, see what you like, trial and error. You know, you're going to do stuff that you don't want to do or that you don't enjoy doing, but that is freaking life. Like, dear God, I think we would all, we should all realize that by now that you know sometimes we gotta do shit that we don't want to do but it's just the only important thing is that you appreciate it for what it is when the hard times come. Let them pass. Let them keep floating along. Um if you are in like if you're having a really shitty off day and you're really going through it, like give yourself grace and give yourself gentleness and kindness and patience. And you seriously have to cry or yell or scream or kick, bite, scream, whatever the hell you have to do. You may have to do it all. I mean, when I tell you that I cried for six months straight, like I'm not exaggerating like in the slightest bit. I literally cried myself to sleep every single day for at least six months and in the shower and any time. You know that my emotions would get back, you know, the rest of me or any time that you know, I would get a text message from my kid's dad and like, you know, just beating myself up and like second guessing my decision and just like letting fear win, basically, your ego is fear driven. and it will only thrive by your fear. So if you do the work and you, like basically, promise yourself that like you will not fear anything and that's like I had that's how I feel now I mean if I'm gonna die tomorrow I'm gonna die tomorrow that is what it is I'm not gonna fear it I'm not going to live my life like all right I'm gonna get sidetracked here really quick this is like a prime example maybe I shouldn't go into this much detail about my personal life I don't know but I think it like it kind of is ironic so okay before Christmas. Um, I'm from the Midwest, in Illinois, and the blizzard hit right before Christmas. And like in my life, for some reason, if something could go wrong, it seems to go wrong. So my heat had not been working in my house for like almost a month prior to that. So I had to run space heaters in my house for an entire month, like multiple whole. I don't even know how many space heaters, but basically, my Amerindoll is a thousand dollars, which is not good. Like it's sickening, but my long story short, the heat in my house didn't work. The heat in my car went out the day after I hit 200,000 miles on it. I'm like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. So I'm panicking. Christmas is coming. I have no extra money to do anything like, and let it like fix, let alone, fix the heat in my car or figure out what the fuck I'm going to do about the bill, or what the fuck I'm going to do about my house having no furnace that works. But, um, you know, I could have let all of that get me down and I could have, you know, yelled and screamed and freaked out, which I'm not going to lie. Like I, when my car, Peter broke it. My car was on my way to the auto shop and it died on my way there. It literally just turned off in the middle of the road. And I was like, you have got to be freaking kidding me right now. And like, I almost lost it there, but I'm like, okay, no, just like take a fucking deep breath. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay because it has to be, it's going to be okay because it has to be. And I just, you know, put on the happy face and the people that worked at the auto place, they were so sweet. And they like came in, the, uh, me into their shop or whatever and you know we got to talking and the um one of the mechanics you know was like uh we were talking about bad luck I was like you want to talk about bad luck and I explained the situation he's like have you checked your house for carbon monoxide poisoning I was like oh my god and like all the symptoms that I had been having the last month the kids have been having like it it light bulb so I like cried I saw I walked home from the auto shop to my house, which is isn't that far. But I mean, it was literally nine degrees outside. It was fucking cold. And um, and my dumbass, I wore freaking slippers like an idiot. I didn't expect my car to break down, but so you know, they offered to give me right up, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm gonna walk home because I need to get this all out of my system before I get back home to my house. Because once I told myself, once I hit that door of my sunroom, it's done. Okay, sorry to stop abruptly, but I'm having technical issues, so I'm going to make this a part one of two episode, and I will post the rest of it today. Um, I don't know what's going on with my laptop, but hopefully that didn't confuse you too much, and hopefully that was able to kind of give you a little oomph to keep going. Um, Yeah. I hope you all have a wonderful day. It's snowing here. It's actually kind of pretty outside. I'm so fucking sick of the snow, but I mean, it is what it is. It's pretty nice today so far, but okay. I hope everybody has a good day and I will be back later this afternoon.